Come on, there's some folks. Amen. That, that you need to be encouraged that God is working all things together for your good right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you give him praise and worship, you're saying, God, I trust you. Even though there's moments I don't see anything, I may not feel anything in those moments. Uh, I want you to know God is still working things out for your good. Somebody worship him all across this building. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise in Jesus' wonderful name. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord here on this wonderful, warm, sunny summer day. And uh, to be in the presence of God with God's people is just incredible. Amen. Is there anybody thankful that's thankful to be in church? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. At this time, we would like to dismiss our Sunday school students to their classrooms. Everybody say, God bless our Sunday school kids. And God bless our teachers. Amen. Got another announcement that we'd like to make that, uh, you know, you got to love autocorrect. Brother, brother, he was just reading what was autocorrected on there. Ain't, there's no better gaff than that. Well fed. I want to be well fed. Amen. And so we want to make sure everybody leaves church here today well fed. So I'm going to do my best to preach. And uh, amen. But we also want to let all of the ladies know that that very same day that the men are going to be out having their tournament, there's going to be a prayer and devotional, and that will be at 9.30 a.m. On, on that August 6th, Saturday. And so you want to mark down your calendars and not forget that. Also, there is a box in the back if you want to make donations for our, our um, back-to-school service. It's already starting to fill up. Amen. God will bless you for that. And we want to be a blessing to all of our kids in our community. And everybody said amen. Amen. Uh, if you have your Bibles, we're going to turn open to two passages of Scripture. First, we're going to turn open to Philippians 3, 13 and 14. And then Hebrews chapter 8 and verse number 12. Amen. Give you a minute to get there. Amen. What a wonderful time. Hopefully everybody enjoyed their week. Amen. It was good to have, uh, we, we were going to have a revival on Sunday, Monday. We just figured we'd stick with it. So uh, we got a good, uh, just jettisoned right into the week. And uh, hopefully you were able to enjoy the rest of your week. And thank you for coming back to the house of the Lord. Amen. Looking forward to what God's going to do here in this service. I'm going to do my best to preach what I feel like God's laid on my heart. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. The Bible declares, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended or to have attained or to have already arrived. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He said, forgetting those things, one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and I press and reach towards the things which are ahead. Hebrews chapter 8 and verse number 12. The word of the Lord declares, for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Anybody thankful that God chooses to forget? 
I think we ought to give God some praise for that. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, their sins and their iniquities I will remember no more. And I want to preach to us for a few moments on this subject. Remember to forget. Remember to forget. Would you set down your Bibles and let's pray all across this house and pray that God would speak to each and every one of us. I believe that there's going to be, amen, revelation that sweeps through this house. I believe there's going to be deliverance in this place. I believe that there's going to be healing mind, body, soul, and spirit in this house. Hallelujah. Come on, let's pray all across this building. If you've got a need in your life, I want you to pray that God would touch and that God would speak to your need in the midst of this service. Hallelujah, Lord, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Shake your neighbor's hand tell him, God bless you. And then you may be seated in the house of the Lord. Man, remember to forget. Solomon Shershevsky was born in Russia in 1886 to a Jewish family. As an adult, after failing as a musician, he embarked on a career as a journalist. One morning, Solomon's editor his, uh, finally noticed something that was unique. He noticed that Solomon never jotted anything down during the daily board meetings, despite the fact that the journalists were given very precise instructions on their daily tasks. This infuriated his editor so much, and he was convinced that Solomon was just another unreliable employee. But when he confronted Solomon about the lack of note-taking, the young man recited perfectly, all of the information that had been given in the last hour, word for word. His editor asked him about previous meetings from weeks before, only to listen to Solomon recite everything to the letter. He then realized Solomon had a unique gift. Solomon had a very perfect memory. Because Solomon himself did not realize his memory was so much better than everyone else's. The editor arranged for him to meet with a, a Russian neurologist, Alexander Luria. And after their first meeting, Luria was fascinated by the young journalist's unusual disorder. And he continued to see Solomon regularly over the next 30 years. Solomon decided that he was going to take his newfound talent on the road as a carnival memory man. In his acts, he would have people tell him impossibly long numbers, and he would recite them with perfection. Then he would have the crowd yell out their dog's names, and he would go through the crowd naming each pet in the correct order. He did many of these amazing feats of memory for several years. But Solomon had a problem. It wasn't that his memory failed, but it was the fact that his memory could not fail. Solomon could not forget anything. To most of us, that would seem like a superpower, but not for Solomon. His inability to forget led to an overstimulation of memories. For example, anytime somebody would say the word dog, he would immediately remember the name of every dog he had ever recited, every dog that he had ever met. His brain was flooded with information every time he did one of the smallest things. He could be reading the newspaper, and a word would jump out at him and send his brain into an overload. Or he would be at a restaurant, 
and the smell uh, or, or something that was on the menu that he read would send his brain into a wild journey of remembering every meal that he had had. Solomon had to spend the rest of his life working with Dr. Luria trying to learn how to forget. Amen. As humans, we are consumed with the idea of preserving memories. There are entire research hospitals dedicated to Alzheimer's, dementia, and amnesia patients because we are worried about anything that might cause us to forget. That's why there's entire industries that are dedicated to the preservation of memories. This is why the photography industry has been booming throughout its invent, amen, its advent, and even more so today. You don't even need to hire a professional. Everybody's equipped with two, three, or even four cameras on their cell phone. Amen. They, they, somebody thought this through, that they were going to be people that wanted to preserve memories, so we ought to make it as easy and convenient as we can. We take pictures so we can preserve the memory. All those selfies that you took and food selfies, amen, are just there so you don't forget the glorious meal or the outfit that you just had on. In the next five years, you're going to want to look back at that memory, although let's be honest, nobody ever does. The tech industry has capitalized on this, and they have devoted time to increase the memory capacity on your phone. There's no worries if you run out of memory. They will sell you more on the cloud just so you never lose a memory that you'll probably never go back to look at. For the older folks in the house of the Lord, you have entire basements and attics and storage units filled with scrapbooks of every birthday party your kid ever had. Every, every little piece of cake, uh, amen, that got on their face, you got pictures of it simply so you don't forget it because we are all striving in life to remember. Everybody is afraid that one day we might forget. It is one of the greatest fears that one day we will lose our memory so we try to outsource our memory to something else. This is not all bad because memory is one of the most powerful things that we have at our disposal. Amen. Memory is something that every one of us needs to survive and every one of us needs to thrive. In fact, the Bible commands us so many times, I don't have time to talk about it today, that we are commanded to remember. Amen. The Bible declares that we are to remember God in the days of our youth. I want to tell you here today that we are, we are to never forget the God that spoke to us even when we were young. Can I just preach to somebody? Don't let the gray hair on your head cause you to forget the God that called you when you were in Sunday school. Amen. Don't let, amen, the fact that life has progressed to cause you to forget, amen, of those youth camps and youth conventions. Don't allow the, the, the fact that the aging process has happened to cause you to forget the moves of God, amen, that, that we only dream of and that people write about. And and people talk about here today. I want to tell you here in the house of the Lord, we cannot lose the memory of the God that called us. I think we ought to give him some praise. Hallelujah. Amen. We are also commanded that we are to remember his commandments. We cannot forget what God has commanded us to do. We cannot forget what God has told us to do. 
Amen. This is why it's so important that you and I get in the word of God. We must read. We must study. The Bible says to show ourselves approved unto God. There are no pre-approval letters from heaven. Every individual that wants to be approved before God has got to get in his word and has got to study. You've got to know what God told you if you plan on remembering it. Amen. Because if you ever get to a place where you don't remember what God's word says, you are going to be easy target and easy prey for the adversary. Amen. I want you to know that when Jesus combated the devil, he did not combat him with psychology. He did not combat him with philosophy. But when the devil came forth, uh, he combated him and said, The word of the Lord declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Can I preach to somebody? Uh, you got to get the word of God in your mind uh, so it can trickle down into your heart. Uh, if you ever plan uh, on getting all the way to heaven, uh, you got to hide his word in your heart uh, that you might not sin against him. Uh, David said, a young man cleanses his way uh, by taking heed uh, according to his word. Uh, if you ever plan on remembering his word, uh, you got to learn it in the first place. Uh, you got to take a moment and read it. Uh, you got to take a moment and study it. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to clap your hands under the Lord and shout. Is anybody thankful for every word of God? Amen. The Bible declares every word of God is pure. It's a shield. Hallelujah. Amen. The word of God declares of itself that it is the sword of the Spirit. It not only will defend you, not only is it a shield, but it's a sword. It will attack back. Amen. We are commanded. Amen. The Egyptian or the Israelites were commanded to remember that they were bondmen in Egypt. I think it's important that everybody remembers where they came from. Lest we get lifted up in pride and think that God called us based on who we are today. And lest we get lifted up in pride and think, uh, amen, that, that we're, we're, we're just great because of where we are today. We must never forget about the fact uh, that every person in this building has a starting point. If we forget that we were bondmen in Egypt, uh, the Bible declares that they'll see strangers come in their land and they won't treat them right. Uh, and I've been in churches uh, where people have forgot where they come from. Uh, and when people walk in uh, that don't look as light and nice as they look right now, uh, amen, they turn up their nose at them. I thank God we're not in a church like that today. Uh, I thank God there's people that remember uh, what they were when God called them, where they were when God called them who they were with when God called them. I thank the Lord that every person in this building can reach back and say, God pulled me out of a miry clay. It might have been a miry clay of being complacent on a church pew, or it might have been a miry clay of drugs and alcohol addiction. But everybody can look back and remember there was bondage in my past. There was a moment where I didn't know if I was going to make it. I remember God called me out. Oh, somebody ought to shout and give God praise. Hallelujah. I think we ought to lift up our hands and do, go, go down memory lane for a moment. We ought to remember God. We ought to remember, amen, what God has told us. We ought to remember where God brought us from. Never forget it. Never forget it. Put the memory in your mind. This is where God called me from. Hallelujah. Amen. And so it's important that we remember some things. You've got to have the ability to remember some things. If you're going to live in life, if you're going to live for God, you've got to have a, you've got to have a decent memory.
Amen. If not, you will go back to the vomit that God delivered you of. Amen. As a dog to its vomit. You will go back to the world that God called you out of. We've got to keep a memory. Amen. Of all of those things so that we don't return to those things. But not all memory is good. As we learn from Solomon's story, a good memory is not always a good thing. Because anybody that's got a good memory in the house of the Lord, you can testify with me that a good memory can ruin a good day. A good memory can ruin a good future. A good memory can ruin good moments. A good memory can ruin a good marriage. A good memory can keep you bound up in nostalgia and hinder you from moving forward. We find this with the nation of Israel. They looked back with nostalgia and said, oh, that we had the leeks and garlic of Egypt. Uh, Amen. They had a good enough memory to remember the food, uh, but they did not have a good enough memory to remember the whip on their back. Uh, Amen. A good memory uh, can have you living in the past when God has called you live in the present. Uh, It'll keep you thinking about, quote unquote, the good old days. Uh, But I learned something about nostalgia. Nostalgia is always better left in the past. Amen. Amen. You ever notice that? Uh, Amen. Nostalgia is always better left in the past. Uh, There's people that will sit down today to eat a good dinner, uh, and they'll be thinking about a meal they had a year ago. Amen. There's some people that God has blessed you uh, to afford more than helper. Amen. Let me help you. We had some helper back in my day. We didn't have hamburger helper. We just had helper. We couldn't afford the hamburger. But your wife will cook you something nice, and all you can dream about is helper. Because you got this memory, amen, of a nostalgia that says it was good. But I dare some of you to go back and try some of the things you used to eat. And you'll realize real quick, uh, it was a good memory, uh, but it ain't good enough. Uh, And there's some people that God's got something better for you in your future, but you keep wanting to go back to your past. Let me help somebody. Uh, You'll be fighting with your spouse, uh, and the devil will come by uh, and remind you of an ex uh, and remind you of some other things. Uh, I know I'm preaching to some folks in the house of the Lord, uh, and you'll think you had it better with your ex-husband. I want to tell you, uh, you go back and really remember it. Uh, It wasn't as good as you think, uh, and God gave you something now that you need to cherish, uh, or it'll end the same way the last one did. I came to preach to somebody. Uh, A good memory uh, can paralyze you uh, from trying again uh, because you will only be able to remember what happened uh, when you failed the last time. I want to preach to somebody. uh, You can't allow every failure and every mistake uh, to stop you from trying again. Uh, You can't allow your memory uh, to make you think uh, that just because it was that way, uh, it'll always be that way. Uh, I've come to preach. uh, You can fail, 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 but you can get up uh, one more time uh, and this time succeed. Uh, You can make mistake after mistake after mistake, uh, and you're on the brink uh, of being a success. I've come to preach to somebody. Don't let your memory hinder you and paralyze you from moving forward. Oh, somebody ought to clap your hands and shout with a voice of triumph. Amen. A good memory can imprison you and I from changing because we remember all too well who we've been before. Nothing like a good memory, amen, to keep you bad. Nothing like a good memory to remind you, amen, of things everybody else forgot about. 
You dwell on things that people have moved on from a long time ago. A good memory can have you holding grudges way past their expiration date. You'll get bitter and you'll be holding on to something that happened to you 10 years ago. That person that did something to you 10 years ago. Uh, that person that divorced you 10 years ago. Uh, I don't know why I'm preaching about that, but somebody in the house of the Lord needs to hear me. Uh, and all you can think about is 10 years ago, but they done moved on. Uh, they done got remarried. Uh, amen. They went on to the, the boss that fired you, uh, left the company, and went on to another thing and doesn't even remember your name. Uh, and yet a good memory uh, will have you holding on uh, to this moment and holding on to bitterness and holding on to a grudge even though they don't even know who you are anymore. Amen. I want to preach to somebody. You got to remember to forget. You got to remember. Come on, there's some folks in the house of the Lord. The devil's keeping you up at night because you got a good memory. The devil's keeping you up at night, making you think about so-and-so. But so-and-so ain't up at night. They're sleeping good. They hadn't thought about you since they did it to you. Oh, somebody ought to worship the Lord. Come on, we got to remember to forget. We got to remember to forget. We got to remember to forget so we can move forward. You can't move forward if you can't forget. You can't move forward if you can't let go. You can't move forward. Amen. A good memory will keep you up at night overthinking. Amen. I know some folks that argued this week, and all you think about on your drive is, man, I should have said this. They, they forgot about you. Man, you're mad at the person from AT&T overcharging you. And you think, man, I should have said this on the phone. Well, the truth is, thank God he holds your tongue because good you didn't say that. But, amen, they, they, they took five more calls, amen, two minutes after you got off the phone. But you'll spend all night thinking, amen. You know what overthinking is? It's ruminating. But they've done studies. Overthinking helps nothing because it's not problem-solving. Hallelujah. It's problem dwelling. And when an overthinker gets a lockjaw, all they can think about is they rehearse it over and over and over again. Amen. And I want to preach to somebody. It only makes you worse. It never makes you better. Well, I should have said this. I should have done that. I shouldn't have gone there. And you'll think and think and think. But I've come to preach to everybody in the house of the Lord. Not one person has a time machine. Not one person can go back and add one height to their stature. Not one person can go back and add one hair to their head. Not one person can go back and make a change on what they already did. The past is in the past. Amen. I came to preach to somebody. You got to forget it, honey. You got to let it go. You got to learn to forget. You got to let God help you to forget. You need to let God shut the door on that memory. You got to let God put it in the trash can and then empty the trash can. You got to let God remove every memory that's holding you back. Oh, somebody ought to lift up your hands and magnify the Lord. Come on, I'm almost done preaching. But there's some folks in the house of the Lord. Amen. You need to hear this preacher. Amen. It's keeping you up at night thinking, 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 thinking. But you need to stop ruminating on that memory. You need to let it go. You need to, you need to just send it down the road. You need to let God deliver you. Man, a good memory 
can open up the door for condemnation because you will rehearse all your mistakes. They've done studies, and they've, see, they've said that it's called negative suggestion. The more you tell yourself no, the more you're likely to do it. So, for those on a diet, don't eat a cheeseburger today. Saving it out for Brother Troy paying for it. <laughs> Praise God. You're about to have a lot of young people with gray hair on Friday night. But negative suggestion is just that. You tell yourself no, but what happens? You start dwelling on it. You start thinking about it. In fact, when they're training pilots and, and they're trying to direct them from the tower, they don't tell them, don't hit the mountain. Because they know, this is stu they've done studies, they've proven this, that they will inevitably start flying towards the mountain. Because something latches on in our memory and something latches on in our brain. This negative suggestion, uh, amen, that just keeps uh, our focus. Instead, they don't tell them, don't go towards the mountain. Uh, they tell them, go straight towards the runway. Uh, because they want your mind and your memory uh, to be focusing on uh, where you should go and what you should do. Can I preach to somebody? The devil's got condemnation, uh, keeping people wrecking into the mountain, uh, telling you, I can't believe you did that. Uh, I can't believe you went there. Uh, I can't believe. I can't believe. Uh, well, you better believe it. Uh, I'm but flesh. Uh, I'm but a man. Uh, and devil, uh, I'm still heading towards Jesus. Uh, and I'm... Come on, I come to preach to somebody. This is one of the oldest tactics of the devil. In fact, when he first combated with Eve, I want you to notice what God said. God said, you may eat of every tree. He said, go towards the runway. But when the devil showed up, he said, didn't God say you can't? And the devil's got so many people wrapped up on what they quote unquote can't do that it's hindering them from all the things they can do. You go to that church, you can't get high anymore. I'll tell you what you can do. You can wake up in the morning having a little extra money in your pocket and pass your drug test. I hope it's not too simple. You can't drink. I'll tell you what you can do. You can wake up in the morning sleeping next to your wife and not some random person knowing your last name, knowing where you were the night before, and the devil tries to tie you up and say, think about it. Think about it. I rebuke every lie from hell. I ain't dwelling on it. I ain't thinking about it. God's been good. Hallelujah. That's how he tricks people. We, we must not be ignorant to the devil's devices. He'll get you to think, man, you got a lot to do tomorrow. You, you, you mean you really shouldn't go to church. And they start getting your mind off on this other area. And, and all of a sudden you do it. That old sly fox. You do something wrong that he has tempted you to do. And what's the very next thing he does? The Bible says he's the accuser of the brethren, which is accuses them before God day and night. Because you know who else has a great memory? Your adversary, the devil. He's got a real good memory. He's got a real good memory. In fact, he'll remember things you don't remember you did. Amen. And he'll go before God and he'll say, you remember last Tuesday night? 
that this time they should have been in prayer, but they weren't. Remember that Wednesday night? They were supposed to be in church, but they weren't. They skipped out and said they did X, Y, and Z. You remember this. You remember that. Uh, and, and, and he'll keep going back and forth. Uh, in fact, he'll come to you with condemnation uh, and remind you. You come to the church, uh, amen, to lift up your hands uh, on a Sunday afternoon, and he'll be like, do you not remember last night? Do you not remember the thoughts that went through your head? Do you not remember the activities you were involved with this last week? And your hands will go from here to here. And the preacher will be preaching, and you want to say amen, and the devil will come by with condemnation, and he'll tell you, remember? Why are you agreeing with that? You don't live that. And the devil will convince you to stay where you are. But I've come to preach you out of change today. You've got to learn how to forget Come on. That's why the Bible commands us uh, that there's only one thing we're commanded in the Bible to forget. And the Bible says forgetting those things uh, which are behind us. Amen. You are commanded to remember the commandments of the Lord. You are commanded to remember the God of your youth. You are commanded to remember where you came from. You're even commanded to remember your adversary. But there's one thing in the Bible you and I are commanded to forget, and it's the past that we have had. It's the things that God has pulled us out of. I didn't say forget where you came from. I already preached about that. I mean forget the mistake. Forget the shame. Forget the guilt. Oh, somebody ought to magnify the Lord. Come on. There's some forgetting in the house. There's some forgetting in the house. There's some forgetting in the building. We are commanded to forget those things which are behind. You know why? Because the only way you can go forward is if you forget. Your brain can get so lodged with memories that it no longer has the ability to learn. Get so tied down that eventually it starts killing your brain. And this is what happens to some people. God wants to take them forward, but all they can think about is this back here. And they cannot move forward because... You can't move forward holding hands with what you used to be. You can't change holding hands with what you used to be. Amen. You can't become better if you keep holding hands with the, what you used to be and where you used to go. Amen. The Bible declares in Romans 8 and 38, I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things that come, neither height nor depth. He goes on this whole list and says none of those things will be able to separate you from the love of God. Amen. Can I summarize his list? Amen. From God's side to you, nothing. Hallelujah. Nothing shall separate you from God's love towards you. I think somebody ought to get excited. You got a memory of everything you've done wrong? I want to tell you, nothing you've done wrong shall separate you from the love that God has towards you. I've just come to preach to somebody. you got to lodge that in your memory that nothing I've ever said will separate me from God loving me. Nothing I've ever done, nothing I've ever thought, nowhere I ever went will separate me from God loving me. But I want to help you here today. There's a lot of things that will separate me from loving God. 
one thing he never listed in that in that category is the past. Because the past has a way of making us separate ourselves. Now listen, I want to preach this, and I'm going to preach this clear. God will never stop loving you. He will keep loving you. But there's something about the past that will cause us to start distancing ourselves as far as we can because we do not feel worthy based on the memories we have of his love. And we will start getting condemned and we will step further away from God and we'll do something wrong again and we'll step further away from church and we'll keep making mistake after mistake after mistake. This is the prodigal son that every mistake led him further away from the father's house. But I've got news for you. The father never stopped loving the son. The father was on his rocking chair feeding the fed calf, saying, one day my boy's coming home. Let's stand all across the building and lift up our hands. Nothing shall separate you from the love of God. But I've come to preach to somebody, don't let your memory separate you either. Don't let, don't let what you've done, don't let condemnation, don't let, don't let bitterness, don't let a memory come and spring up in your mind that causes you to walk away, amen, from everything God is presenting to you. Amen, the Father's arms are open wide. You don't have to walk away from it. He loves you. I've come to preach to somebody. That if we're not careful, we'll let our memory steal us away from our future. Our memory of our past sins and failures to hinder us from moving forward in God. It's exactly how it works. But I got good news for somebody. You and I must learn how to forget. We must allow the Holy Ghost to renew our mind. The Bible talks about being transformed by the renewing of your mind. The renewing of the mind. Just that. It's taking, it's replacing things with other things. It's taking that memory of your failure. And God puts in a memory of you going to the altar. It's God. Because that's exactly how the memory works. Amen. The neuroplasties and all of these disconnect from one part of your brain and connect to another. That's how memories are formed. And there's literally a dying out of an old memory. And, and it disconnects from that. I want to tell you, every time the devil comes by and starts reminding you of your past, you need to remind them that one day I got a memory. I went down in the watery grave of baptism. I was baptized in Jesus' name. And none of that even lives anymore. He wants to remind you of everything you've done wrong. You need to remind him. One day I went to the altar, and I told Jesus, I'm sorry, and I repented of my sins. And my Bible and my memory tells me that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if my memory serves me correctly, I read a verse at the beginning of this service. For I will be merciful. This is God speaking. I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. That means when you've just been doing the worst you can do, God looks down from heaven and says, I will be merciful 
you got to lodge that in your memory. When the devil tells you don't go to God, he'll condemn you. Adam, hide yourself. God's going to destroy you. you got to lodge that in your memory that even when I'm unrighteous, God will be merciful to me. And I love this. And their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Can I preach to somebody? The God that knows everything. To be God, he must know everything. The God that has all knowledge. He's been everywhere. Amen. Next time the devil starts convincing you to sin like you're all alone, I want to remind you, God is right there in the room with you. And he wants to convince you that God will judge you. But the same God that knows all of that, that was even there when you did that, was even there when it happened to you, was even there when the memory was dug and engraved in in your mind. He said, I want to let you know about who I am as God. The very memory I gave you that in your brain has the ability to forget you don't think that came from, you might have think that came uh, from the fall of man. You might think that came from the degeneration uh, of the genes. Uh, but I want to tell you, that came uh, as part of God's design to teach us something uh, about himself. The God uh, that knows everything uh, chooses uh, to forget some things. Micah says, who is God like unto thee that pardons iniquity, that passes by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage, the God that retains not his anger forever because he delights in mercy. He will turn again. He will have compassion on us. He will subdue our iniquities. And he will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. That's a good little word picture to tell you that God remembers to forget. And there's people here today, you can't move forward because you will not allow yourself to forget. You will not allow yourself to forget the thing that happened to you. I'm not talking about forgetting where you came from. I already talked about that. But there's something that just will not let it go. Because you feel like if you let it go, you lose power and control. I came to preach to somebody. I think we ought to lift up our hands for a few moments. I'm just going to, come on, I think we ought to pray. I'm dealing with some pretty serious stuff right now. Come on, let's pray all across this house. Come on. God's given you the ability to forget. Yeah, preacher, forgive. I forgive, but forgive and forget. I don't think I can do that. No, it's, it's, it's a power battle. It's a control battle. You can forget. You, you really can let God transform your brain today. You really can let God transform your mind right now. I'm not just talking about it in the figurative. I'm talking about it in the literal. You can let God transform your mind right now. Oh, I pray. There are people that they just, preacher, I just can't let it go. 
Because if I let it go, I don't know what I'm going to do. My whole identity has been tied up in this memory that I'm a victim. Everything I think, everything I do, how I treat other people, it's all wrapped up. My paradigm of life is wrapped up in this one thing I will not let go of. Oh, brother or sister, if you could hear me today. If you could let God's ability to forget get upon you. Amen. There's a greater future where you don't even need that stuff. There's a greater future where you can let, amen, that thing go. There's a greater future where you can just lay it aside at this altar and you can go from this place no longer lame, but walking, leaping, and praising God in your spirit. I've just come to talk. I'm done right here. Did you know that your memories can cause physical sickness? I dare everybody go look it up. Your memories, the rumination, can cause physical pain. That's what they've studied with PTSD patients. I wonder how many people are struggling right now with physical sickness. That if we really traced it back... Even the Bible talks about there's a spirit of infirmity for 38 years. What happened 38 years ago to that man? What about the woman that was bowed over for 18 years with a spirit of infirmity? What happened 18 years ago? That word means frailty of mind, body, or spirit. We just automatically assume that everybody that's got some sort of physical ailment, it came because of a disease. But what if something happened and their brain is attacking itself? We know our immune system does this. And they've done studies. The brain itself does this. I wonder who could be healed today. If they just said, God, I'm going to go down to that altar. There's some people, while I've been preaching this, God has brought something to your memory. God has used the memory you've been holding on to. And God is saying, if you will lay that down at this altar, I will heal you. If you will lay this down at this altar, I will forgive you. If you will lay this down at the altar, I will set you free once and for all. It's no wonder what Jesus looked at that woman that had a frailty for 18 years. And he didn't say, you're healed. He said, you are loose. What kind of prison has your memory kept you in? What kind of prison has your mind held you in? Held you from the present? Held you from the future? Held you from your purpose? Held you from your potential? I want you to come down to this altar. If God chooses to forget those things, you can choose right now by the power of the Holy Ghost to let God heal you. I want you to come down to this altar and you need to lift those things up and say, God, I have let these memories control me as long as I shall. I've let these memories Hold me back as long as I shall. But today, God touched my mind. Let the Holy Ghost hit this room and heal people in their mind and heal people in their bodies and heal people in their memory. Come on. For those that have been struggling with condemnation from the enemy, I want you to come down to this altar and repent and say, God, what I did, I apologize. What I did, I'm sorry. That's not just so you can appease God. That's so you can get a new memory of the day that God forgave you, of the day you repented. It's so God can touch you when the devil attacks you and say you can't attack what God has forgiven. You can't attack what God has forgotten. Thank you.
Come on, let's, let's pray. Come on. Somebody needs to remember to forget. Let God allow your mind, God, to disconnect from those memories. Disconnect from those thoughts so you can be free. You can sleep at night. You can stop overthinking. You can stop stressing out. Come on. in the name of Jesus. God's going to touch your physical body, but first he's going to touch your mind. Thou art loosed. Thou art loosed. Be loosed in the name of Jesus. Be loosed in your mind. Be loosed in your heart. Be
Come on, that's it in the name of Jesus. God's touching memories right now. Come on. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that God would deliver you of that old memory and start helping you to develop some new ones. That God would so liberate you and let you let it go and get your mind off of it in the name of Jesus so you can have peace once and for all. Be loosed in your memory. Be loosed in your mind. Be delivered in the name of Jesus. to church. Somebody pray. The Holy Ghost is touching and renewing minds. The Holy Ghost is delivering minds right now. You can be free from that thought process. You can be liberated from that memory. this building. Let's lift up our hands. Let's lift up our hands. Come on. God's ability to forget. Let it rest in this house right now. Come on. Let it rest in your mind. Let it give you peace. In the name of Jesus. Jesus.